today on Astro Zero Twitter Spaces. We have a marble-based NFT arcade game creator, Crypto Mibs. Uh, Jasper will be speaking for them, and I'm super excited to talk about this project uh, that you have on Polygon. So welcome to our spaces. Um, I talk to a lot of artists on a daily basis, um, and when I get a chance to like talk to somebody about music or gaming, I get super excited because it's typically just art projects, and I, I really kind of like talking about new stuff, um, especially frequency that I, I'm talking to people. So I'm really glad that you're here to talk to the community. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm very excited. I mean, we don't get to, you know, to talk about ourselves that much all the time. So, and, and we've been working on this project for a while. We have quite a bit of history, I think, and a lot of, you know, we've done quite a bit, I think. So I'm excited to be able to share this with the community. And I think there's a uh, no, that's, there's lots of, that, that we can still do. There's still a long way ahead. So we're excited about the, what the future brings too. So how long have you guys been working on the project? So we are one of the old ones, I think. So we started actually on this project in 2018. And um, we started initially on Ethereum, uh, you know, and this was way back, you know, when Ethereum was a hundred bucks it costs nothing to mint, uh, you know, and, and I joke that, thank goodness, you know, we launched all our contracts at that time because we did, it really didn't cost us that much. Um, so, so we had a lot of fun. We, we learned a lot of things at that time. And we were working with some of, you know, a, a lot of players that are, are no longer around or, or have taken different routes. Uh, you know, we, we, we did a collab with CryptoKitties. Um, you know, they're, they're also a Canadian company, so we had that, that thing going for us. Um, and we had a couple of other players that we did some collabs with. Uh, so, yeah, so we've been around for quite a bit and been we've had to adapt quite a bit, let's just say, to things that, you know, a lot of things that we didn't see coming. Um, so it definitely put a, a dent in our plans, and we've been adapting ever since. But we're still here, so we're still here and going strong. What made you decide to go a gaming route as opposed to just a strict NFT art project? Uh, is it something that you have in your background? Have you been in development prior to uh, NFT creation? Yes, yes. So gaming is uh, gaming and tech are, I would say, more in my blood. Um, so I used to work for uh, an, a Canadian uh, gaming company, but we did the hardware for gaming, so the GPUs and the graphics cards for playing uh, video games. Uh, it was called ATI Technologies. Uh, it, it no longer exists, but it was definitely a pioneer in, um, at the time. Um, they were purchased by uh, AMD, so now they're part of AMD. Uh, and, but we were essentially... It was, uh, you know, head-to-head -head going, you know, us against NVIDIA. And uh, so, you know, so even though my focus was on the hardware side, there's a lot of software, a lot of image rendering, a lot of, a lot of late nights. Uh, you know, it, it was, it, you know, in, in hindsight, it was one of the best jobs I ever had. Uh, so, you know, we, so, so that's my background on the gaming space. Uh, when ATI was purchased by AMD, um, I had met my business partner a few years earlier at uh, ATI and we had decided, I had already decided that I didn't want to work down the corporate road anymore. So when the packages came flying, uh, we decided to start our own consulting firm. So for the past 
15, 16 years. Um, I've also been running uh, or, or co-running um, a consulting firm in the uh, IT space. And But it, it, it always was, how do we get back to doing our own things, doing our own products? And when Ethereum and the blockchain started bubbling up and we started looking at it, it's like, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. And a game was like the number one thought, most, mostly because also gamers are by nature, they are the first to adopt new technologies. And when we looked at what was going on in Ethereum at the time, right in 20, you know, early 2018, it was what was driving it was gaming. And so we're like, oh, like it was perfect. So that's why we decided to jump in with both feet with a gaming platform. So what's the significance of marbles and why did you go on marbles? Now, when, when I first saw your project, the first thing that popped in my game, because uh, I'm, I'm an old school gamer, is on NES, there was a game called Marble Madness. And I, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but yeah. I used to play at a Marble Madness. Uh, that was something that influenced you. Yeah, like, uh, um, to, I mean, the, it was really a, after doing a bunch of research. And to be honest, it was more, there was actually, um, there was a video by IBM, out of all people, uh, where they were demonstrating the power of the blockchain. It was, and it was more a supply chain type of example, but using marbles. And I thought, you know, and I had already been doing research and I was, I was racking my brain trying to figure out what would be the best way or the best game. Because a, a real initial um, thought was really we wanted to get into the gaming space, but, but it was really more to learn, test uh, what the technology could do. So we we're just trying to figure out what would be the best way that we could, you know, morph everything that was going on at the time. And when I saw that IBM video, I'm like, oh, my gosh, marbles. That's perfect because you can turn a marble into anything, right? And you can use it for anything and you can transport it anywhere because, you know, when, when we started the big things about the blockchain was um, being able to hop across projects, you know, so immediately it's like, okay, so you have a marble. We, we can do all kinds of marble games and they can be mini games that can be, you know, different people can have their own games and you can have like a type of really almost like, you know, thinking DAO, even though I didn't know what a DAO was at the time, but, you know, that you could have different groups of people working under the same platform using a similar token, uh, but they didn't necessarily have to be connected to each other, you know, and then it was like, okay, but then to hop across other games, it's like, well, a marble, so it could be a marble in our game, you know, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, Crypto Kitties, you know, it could be a marble could then become, you know, the, a cat's ball or, or toy, right? It could be a bullet in a war game. It could be a crystal in some fantasy game. It could, so, so to me, it was just perfect. Um, so we just, you know, decided and we talked about it and the team decided that, yes, that's the way we're going to go. And so marbles it was. And and I didn't know a lot about marbles at the time. I'll be honest, I, I had you know, I had some marbles as a kid. I played some games, but there's a huge, you know, I started looking into it. So from a collector's perspective, right, there's, a, there's, so the classification of marbles that we have uh, in our, in our, um, in our game are actually based on real uh, marbles. I did all the research about all the different classifications, patterns, you know, what they're made of, where they come from, sizes, lingo, all of it. Uh, so we we built it all in into the platform, which uh, you know, which, which was actually exciting and, and kind of fun. So I'm gonna go ahead. 
Uh, I was I was going to ask you, what do you have? Seven games total now that are available in your arcade when you purchase one of your NFTs? Uh, I think there's yeah there there's there's five games and two additional uh, features. I would say they're they're not necessarily games as in you know um, you know shooting games or whatever, but it's like things that you can do with your marble. So yeah, we have seven overall. So when somebody purchases one of the NFTs, they have access to everything that you guys have available, correct? Yes, yes. Well, yeah, and, and in fact, we, we also give people some limited access, even if they don't buy an NFT, because we, we're big about, uh, I mean, our, our big thing is about trying to bring people into this this world, you know, trying to develop it, trying, you know, and really about disrupting industries. I mean, there's certain industries that I highly dislike that I think this technology could do wonders in. So it's really about but before we can get there, we really have to bring the masses in. So we added a functionality where even if you don't know anything about crypto or you don't have a wallet, you can still create create an account with just your email and you can still dabble and do some some things, not all of it, obviously, but you can do some things uh, on the platform. Now, I saw on your website that you allow people to purchase marbles also with USD as opposed to just crypto. So how, how would somebody go about buying it with actual fiat? Yeah, so all, uh, you know, and that, that all came about when, you know, Ethereum fees started going up, um, you know, and there's actually a, time, a timeline. I think it was, I think it was Mar- I went March 2020 timeframe. Uh, yeah, right around when the pandemic hit, um, I believe that, you know, Gas fees just started to become so large on Ethereum and very uh, prohibitive for people, especially in the gaming space. Um, and you just saw this huge drop off of activity from of you know NFT functions and and uh, transactions due to gaming on Ethereum. You, you you can see it's like a cliff, right? It just goes right down. And so we were at a crossroads at that time. Uh, a especially because because we were one of the early. Uh, platforms, a lot of what we had built initially, we really never considered um, the effect of transaction fees from an operational perspective because it was so cheap. Like it, it, it's, it's almost like you're running on Solana or, you know, or Polygon now where you're paying pennies. So it's like, ah, oh, you know, cost of doing business, you know, somebody wants to buy, uh, you know, one of your marbles, you know, we'll, we'll cover the transaction fees, right? So then it, be, it became a not just prohibitive for people, but it became prohibitive for us. Uh, it was it was getting really expensive just to keep the, the platform alive. So we we had we had uh, to do some soul searching. We looked at possibly moving to other platforms. At the time, there was a you know the hot platform to move to to was called Loom. Um, you know, and a lot of gaming platforms did cross over. We hesitated just be and and. and to be honest, it was just by pure luck uh, that we hesitated. It eventually, it turned out to be a rug pull, and a whole bunch of people got messed up in that. So we were lucky that we didn't jump on that bandwagon. So instead, we decided, you know, we need to uh, we need to observe where all this is going. We we need to see where this is going to go. Uh, so we decided that. I get rugged? Somebody got rugged. Yeah, we can hear you. I think Jasper got rugged. Hold on one second, Jasper. I'm going to mute and then unmute. Yep, Jasper got rugged. 
Are you there? there All right. It it so annoying. When, uh, how far did I get? <laughs> um, I don't know. You were on a roll, and then everything just kind of stopped. So what was the last thing you heard? You were about to go to a new thing that was new at the time. Okay. Yeah, you were talking... Actually, you were talking about the platform getting rugged, and then you got rugged. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So yeah. So people had moved on Loom, which was a, a you know, which is it's, it was like another L2 type platform, and uh, uh, but people got rugged on that platform, and we we didn't jump on it by accident. Um, so we decided that instead of jumping on another platform, that we just were going to allow people to continue playing on the platform, but off chain. So we started moving some functionality off chain and we also felt that in order to bring more people on board that, you know, because ac accessing crypto was still very difficult, uh, much more difficult than it is now. Uh, so we needed to have a way to onboard people without crypto. So we just, you know, we have um, what we call for fun marbles, where, which are essentially marbles that are hosted on our uh, Web2 uh, database. Uh, and people can purchase those for uh, using their PayPal. And then they have the option to mint them on either Ethereum or Polygon later at, at whatever time they want. Uh, we, we, uh, we were also working at the time on our, um, what is now Miptrek, which is our, um, it's our app uh, that's on Google Play. And again, because of all the tiptoeing with alternate payment methods and you can't, mention nfts or crypto or anything like that we had to give the ability for people on that game to be onboarded off chain uh so we kind of we were doing that at the same time so it kind of went hand in hand so that's how we decided to add a bunch of off chain ability for people very cool uh how large is the team that you have working on this now we're a little short staffed uh there's six of us six of us at the moment um, I do need to get a couple more people on board. Um, nor normally we're about 10, uh, but uh, we're, we're making do with uh, with less people at, at this moment in time. You know, the, the, all the impacts of the pandemic and all that kind of stuff, it's, uh, we're just kind of laying low for a little bit. Um, well, how much does it cost for somebody to purchase one of the marbles in order to get... Uh... Oh, it's cheap. Uh, I think the most expensive one is like seven dollars, seven U.S. dollars. Uh, so we're, we're we're not about um, we're we're not about you know the big you know hundred thousands of dollars bringing you know although it it would be nice if it would help us um, you know in fact you know um, you know to help us continue what what we're doing you know if anybody wants to help us out you know just buying a marble too would be fun fantastic. Um, we're, we're, again, we're about, uh, easy entry. We want to bring people in. We're about developing the technology and then, and we have all this knowledge now that, um, you know, we, we like to use it to help other people build their projects. Uh, cause I think that's the only way that, you know, the ecosystem and we're, we're actually going to make a difference. Um, we, we need to, you know, we, people can't afford, you know, the general person can't afford, you know thousands of dollars to buy you know a cool nft some people can but the majority of people can't yeah that's something that kind of grabbed me when i first got into 
looking at NFTs, like the the gas prices versus the actual price of um, itself, kind of like it threw me off. Like on the network where somebody was, like, yeah, these NFTs are cheap, and then the, the gas is like ten times as much as the NFT. Yeah. So kind of refreshing that you're on Polygon, and we don't really have to worry about that too much. And you know, it's affordable entry, so everybody can really kind of get in and have a good time. Uh, you have a, a play to earn element built into these games, or no? We have we have some. Uh, we're gonna we're we're looking to build more of that uh, moving forward. Uh, so the the play to earn aspect is more uh, embedded in in the games. So for example, um, talking about for example, Mibtrek, uh, you know, it's it's really it's it's a, what I like to call the Candy Crush of the blockchain. Um, you know, where it's it's essentially the same idea as Candy Crush, but you have um, you know you have to visit different universes. Uh, each universe, as you move uh, through it, uh, is linked to a marble pattern. And our, our marble patterns do have, um, uh, th- there's a spectrum of, uh, of how common they are. So, for example, our, um, our fancy swirl marble is the most common one. And we have, you know, something when you get into like a malachite uh, marble, uh, they're much rarer, so you know. So they're slightly, so they're priced accordingly. You know, again, there's not, there's not a huge change um, in, in the price, but there is a there, there is definitely um, some of them are more rare than others. And uh, so we've linked, you know, this uh, u- the universes on Mibtrek to you start with your most common, and as you move forward, um, your marble pattern gets more and more rare. So. For you to have benefits and boosters, obviously you have to try to have some of these rare marbles. Uh, and then as you walk through the different um, levels and the different puzzles, you're going to be collecting marbles. And there's some marbles, like we have catalyst marbles, for example, which you can only win in game. Uh, so those are, you know, obviously the opportunity for you to, uh, if you get one of those, you can actually sell them because they're, they're they would be more valuable. And um, and then you have to actually forge crystals using different marbles with a function that we call uh, mid fusion, and um, so those are definitely uh, rare. So, so our play to earn is not in the same sense. You know, I think most people think about play to earn more of a staking and from a financial point of view, right? Where you know, almost like a, a stock market kind of thing. Uh, we're we're not big believers in that. We're we're I guess we're maybe old school gamers where, you know, our, our thing is that, you know, you should be able to play your game. The cool stuff about the blockchain is that, you know, uh, now you can act, you can actually make some money or if you invest money in a game, maybe you get your money back. Maybe you can make a little bit of money and have some fun, but it's really more about the fun factor and the cool factor and not so much about that. Oh my gosh, I'm going to stake you know, this NFT and I'm going to quit my job in six months. That, that's really not what we're about. Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pin a tweet uh, where, you know, so you can see the different marble types and uh, okay. some of the stuff that, that we have. That'd be awesome. I'll give you a second while you search the front in that before I hit you with my next question. Let's see. Yeah, um, managing tweet, tweeting and pinning stuff uh, at the same time it gets uh, it gets fun. Here we go. 
Sorry, and I see that somebody in my house is causing havoc. That's okay. There you so, uh, after you pin that, can you explain how the MIB Fusion actually works um, a little bit more in depth? Absolutely. Um, and I actually, I think also that I do have an, another tweet that I think I have a little video attached to it. So it, I think it'll help you. Uh, okay. Let me, let me post that and then I can definitely talk about it. Yeah, I, I was trying to understand it and um, I think I got it, but I'd rather hear it from so I fully respond. Here we go. Let me tweet it out. It's going because it has a video. I think it's taking a second. So there, it just went out. All right, and uh, I'll retweet the space while um, you're doing that. And yeah, if you when when you're ready, just if you could explain the mid fusion to us, because uh, yeah, so I just I just tweeted it, so I just I just pinned it, so hopefully people see it. But so fusion is um, is the concept where we were where, where you can actually take two NFTs and fuse them together into one to give you a unique NFT. Now there's all kinds of things that you could do with this functionality. The way we've uh, initially applied it is really linked to uh, our um, MibTrek game because this is how uh, you know you actually get to fusing a crystal. Um, so you know, so our our, our marbles are uh, based on SVG format. Um, you know, we did that to try to we we're actually trying to put stuff on chain, so we were trying to make smaller file sizes to see if that was doable. We ended up going against that. And instead we decided to make some cooler functionality with Fusion with it. So yeah, so you can take any marble uh, and, and you can do that now even just for fun. And uh, you can take two marbles. Now, the only condition for it is that they have to be of the same pattern uh, and they have to be uh, on the same chain, right? So either they have to be marbles, they all have to be on uh, Ethereum, they all have to be off-chain or they all have to be on Polygon. Um, and then it'll it'll fuse the colors of that of those two marbles together, create a new one. Uh, it'll burn um, the one, one of them and the other one will now become the, the new marble. Uh, okay. You have the option of doing it with two marbles uh, or, you know, which what we call creating a, a prime marble. Uh, and then if you do it with three marbles, um, that's what gives you a crystal. Okay, I understand a little bit better now. Um, it says on the website too that if you have unwanted assets from other dApps, you could trade them in in your trading store. Does that mean like if I have an NFT that I necessarily don't want, I could trade it in for something in, in your store and swap it for something else? Is that it? Yes. Yes, and this is actually functionality that we're trying. So as part of, um, now that we've moved on to Polygon, we need to add more dApps onto Polygon. Um, and, uh, you know, so that you can trade Polygon stuff. So what was happening, so this came out of um, when we were working on Ethereum. 
So again, before the big hike in uh, prices and all that kind of stuff, for example, you know, there were all these um, apps and dApps, I guess, uh, and they were mostly a breeding type of, of dApps. So you had the crypto kitties, right? You would go and you would mint all kinds of crypto kitties, purchase them, breed them, you know, and yes, some of them had really rare, at, at, um, you know, uh, attributes. Uh, but for the most part, there was like thousands of cats, right? That did nothing. And there were, you know, and there were, there's another game called blockchain cuties. They're still around actually. Well, I know crypto kitties still around too, but there's also blockchain cuties. Um, and there's, you know, there's crypto, there was crypto flowers, even Axie Infinity. We had all kinds, uh, there were all kinds of, uh, dApps that, you know, people had hundreds of these things and you couldn't do anything with them. Uh, so we, we decided that, you know, we almost like being the salvation army, I guess, of the, of the crypto space, it kind of have a, like a recycling depot or something. So, you know, people could trade in their, uh, you know, cats or whatever it was that they, that they couldn't use. And um, they would get, we have our in-game currency called tickets that, you know, that you can use to buy lives, you can use to play games, or, or you can use to buy other uh, assets as well. And um, so those, um, so, so people then could come and trade. And then if you were somebody, for example, who couldn't access crypto at the time and really wanted to understand NFTs or wanted to get a crypto kitty, then you could just play and grind grind our games for a while, earn some tickets, and then you could actually uh, get a crypto kitty from the reward store. So I mean that was um, that was the idea. Um, you know those stores are still there. Uh, the problem is that again with with the high Ethereum prices, nobody's gonna you know transfer any of these assets because it'll cost you two hundred dollars just to do the transfer. You know, and and it's it's really not worth it. So we're now looking for um, uh, you know, DApps that we can collaborate with, so that we can actually build up again this functionality on Polygon, so that you know, if people wanted to trade something or they got you know an asset and they decided that they, they don't no longer want it, you know, they they can do something with it still if they can't sell it, and um, you know, and then maybe somebody else can trade for it. So that's that's the idea. Very cool. So you also have a mid. A MIB factory included in this. So, um, what I got from that is, let's say I want to go and buy a Sleepy Pirate NFT or like a Coin Laundry NFT. I could take that NFT and transfer it into a marble that I could play in game. Yes. Um, so, so we've uh, and this is part of where we add some utility, uh, you know, in, in the game. And again, it was a, it was our initial attempt at doing some you know, what we call hopping, um, you know, project hopping. So you can bring in, if you own assets from other dApps and actually, and we just, we actually just, we tried it on our, we have it set up in our test environment with the Google Bay on, um, on Polygon, uh, where you can actually create, um, a, a Beluga Bay marble, uh, if you own, if you own it, right. And, and we have like all the, you know, checkpoints, for example, each asset can only be, exist once in a, in a marble, right? So if, if somebody, if you own a Beluga Bay, you mint it in a marble, for example, then you sell the Beluga Bay to somebody else and they came on our platform and they try to use the Beluga to mint a marble, they won't be able to if that marble still exists. Now, if somebody overwrites that Beluga that existed previously, then, then you can. But as long as this marble with the Beluga Bay exists, it's only one at a time. So. 
Um, yeah, so so that's uh, and then what we've done is that we, if you have these, you know, special marbles from other assets, you have special powers in games. You know, so um, again, this is all stuff that we had built with Ethereum that now we're we're going to redo with Polygon, uh, where you know you can play a game and if you own you know, a CryptoKitty marble, you get this kind of power in this game, this kind of booster in another game. And also it gives you access, it can even give you exclusive access to special areas in our um, uh, special types of games. So we have what we call the MIPSphere, which is our version of the metaverse. And, it, and it's not the exact same thing as a metaverse, it's more of exclusive access area, you know, where if you own these marbles, you, you get to play, you know, games that are specific to you. Uh, and they have, you know, and, and they, you know, you have more special prizes and you can have special tournaments and stuff like that. Awesome. What's up, Sleepy Pirate? Do you have a question? Sleepy Pirate? Poor guy fell asleep. We need to collaborate. <laughs> his hands off. I think he's trying to reconnect. We'll try to get him up here in a minute um, when he comes back into the room. Um, where was I? Um, Levy Pyro kind of threw me off there. Oh, um, you guys are going to have um, artists be able to come in and create their own marbles. Um, so you're basically open to collaborate with pretty much any NFT artist out there as long as they're willing to uh, you know, craft anything for your, your game, right? Yeah, and I mean, and they don't. They don't even have to. We don't even have to have a a, a real collaboration per se. So we, um, any artist can uh, post their unique marble. So if they have their own marble designs, our, our only rule is that they have to be marble designs. Uh, we'll post them on our marketplace. They can sell it for whatever they want. Uh, we profit share uh, at the time of sale. So all, all of our marbles in our marketplace are not minted. They get minted at the time of sale. So if an artist wanted to, you know, had to have a handle, handful of cool marble designs that they wanted to post on our marketplace, it costs us it costs us nothing really. It costs, you know, costs them their effort, costs us a little bit of effort, but you need for nothing. We'll post them on the marketplace. And when they sell, you know, there's hopefully money to be made on both sides. And uh, and then our commitment is that then as we build games, we try to include you you know the designer marbles into the utility. So uh, so for example, we have our mid um, midjet game, which is you know just a fun going through space collecting marbles and avoiding obstacles kind of game. You know the very last level is designer level. So you know to get through that that level, you really need to have a um, you know, a, a designer marble. So it's just to encourage, there's a way to encourage, you know, maybe groups of people who wouldn't necessarily interact with each other to interact with each other. You know, so you have, if somebody will have some cool designer marble as part of their collection and, and it actually has some utility as they play games as well. So, um, you know, and, and, and it has the same utility as, you know, for example, if you own five marbles, you get five recurring lives on all games. So if you had, you know, four regular marbles and your fifth one is the designer, well, the designer marble counts for that too. So uh, we we treat it, you know, as as we would treat any of our marbles. Okay, understood. Sleepy pirate, do you have a question or a comment? Yeah, uh, I got rocked, but I was excited about the idea of, I mean, 
having some sleepy pirates in the marbles, they're rolling and getting dizzy after they stop. That, that <laughs> was funny. Yeah, you can have all kinds of fun stuff. Um, I mean, what, what one of the funnest things that we did in that collaboration was when we were working with Crypto Kitties. We actually we created a hairball marble. Um, and the utility on this marble was is that you owned one, right? And these were like very rare, only a handful of people got these marbles. But if you had a hairball ball marble, you could you could gift it to your opponent, especially somebody if somebody was beating you in a tournament or something like that. And then if somebody owned it, it would actually we have code in the game that it would it would show up in their game. And if they hit it, it would be instant death, right? So, you know, so you could do like all kinds of fun stuff, uh, you know, with depending what, what you're doing. So, you know, you want to do something with, with sleep. Uh, yeah. And anything is possible. You can definitely have a lot of fun. So do you have tournaments built into each one of the games in your arcade or is it only specific games that you're doing this with? Uh, right now we have two uh, and there are, I wouldn't say tournaments. They're they're more like rewards for uh, you know playing and continuing to play games and get through levels. So we have our our crypto mids tournament um, where essentially uh, there there is you know the high the, the people the three highest scores ever. Every time they log in, they get extra tickets for being first top three, uh, and then. Uh, we have what we we keep track of what people are playing on a weekly basis and the people with a higher score every week uh, they also get um, a week weekly uh, rewards for playing and and then we have a, a similar idea for the mid sphere so uh, right now in the mid sphere we have um, just crypto kitties and crypto assault there are two games and you know and we actually we have a big a community of people from crypto kitties who still play um, so we, we grant tickets, uh, for the weekly winners of the Mipsphere. So it's the highest score of, of, you know, both, all, all of the Mipsphere games combined. I'd imagine game development is a very, very tedious, uh, avenue to go down. Um, do you have any other future games planned for your arcade or are you going to stick with what you have and just try to do the marketing for the, the marble element? Or do you, are you going to just expand on the arcade and keep on going and adding new games? Oh, no, we have big plans. Uh, unfortunately, we also need big money, but, you know, hopefully there'll be some investors out there listening. Um, but, um, no, we, so we, we, have, we have a bunch of plans. Uh, on the CryptoMibs platform side, uh, we have more games that we want to build. Uh, we have started building... Um, uh, you know, like a marble run um, type of game, um, which will be a little bit more complex because we do want to, you know, we, we want to give, we want to introduce an NFT that is really the track that then people can build different tracks and then you can use your marbles to compete against each other. Um, so, you know, so that's going to take a little bit of time, but it's going to be really cool. Um, so it's where we've started working on that. And, um, you know, there's a, you know, we've, we've done a few surveys as to what the kind of games that people want to play. Uh, I was amazed that people actually want to see board games based on marbles, which um, I was actually shocked. So, you know, so we have a couple of um, those kind of games uh, that, we, that we want to, we want to build. 
But also to say, again, we, we do want to get back to what these platforms are really intended to be. I mean, we would love to just collaborate with other devs who have ideas of games and find a way, right, that, um, you know, they can they can profit and we can profit over time. Right? Just, just, just collaborate and, and add to the ecosystem so that, you know, everybody can have some fun. So that that would be the, the plan, you know, for crypto mibs. And, and we have like, there's so much more functionality that, that, that we can add or that we can even just expand on what we have, like for fusion, right? Like there's right now is really limited to just uh, MibTrek, but we can expand that to be, um, A, it can be other assets. Um, it, it can, right now it's a bit restrictive on, on the selection, um, but, you know, we can loosen that up. Uh, same with mid factory, right? We you can you can open it up so that it's not just you're bringing in assets from other games, but you allow artists to submit, you know, their own art to be used on mid factory. So people can people who just want to mint a marble, they can pick an artist and they can do their own rendition on a marble of this artist's work. And obviously, then the artist would get a royalty for somebody using their art, um, and then you, you you could do something like that. So ideas we've got a million of them it just becomes a matter of prioritizing you know and what we can do uh with the time that we have but then the other thing that we're really most excited about is that we see a need for is that we think we have a lot of utility a lot of stuff that we've already built that most projects out there especially artist projects could actually use to add utility to their projects so we want to try to find a way, as opposed to bringing in projects into CryptoMibs, that we can bring CryptoMibs out towards the project. So, you know, build a kind of city or something, you know, not not so much. A, I, I hesitate using the word metaverse because to me, metaverse is a little bit um, more centralized and, and rigid. I want this to be more open and free flowing, but have a kind of city where, you know, People can come, you know, we have a marketplace, we have a playground, we have, you know, an educational area or something. And then we can, you know, people can benefit from all this stuff uh, that, that we've built. So we're trying to put our heads around that, how that would look, how that would work and how much money we would need to do that. So we're, we're, we're in the process of doing that and excited about that. Now, is the game playable on all different platforms on your phone, your PC, your tablet? VR setups is it is it playable through all all of those types of platforms? Yes, most most of them are. The only one that is not playable on a on on a phone is uh, Snakes and Marbles because it's a square. Um, it, it, you know, it's the game is played on a square, uh, and it just doesn't display properly. You you can kind of play it, but not really. Uh, so it doesn't display properly. Uh, it, it's one of the things that we've actually have on the to do to see if we can actually change it so that we can have a, you know, a different view of it. Uh, but everything else, yes, it's it's playable uh, on all on all the different types. Some better than others, and you know that's the other that that's the other thing with you know development with so many different platforms and you know devices and stuff. But um, but we definitely do our best to accommodate all of it. Yeah, I guess call me old school, but I hate playing games on the phone. It just there's just not enough area. So for me, I, I'd much rather play it on like a tablet or on just yeah. a standard PC as opposed to something like that. So that's refreshing to hear. Yeah, yeah, we have we yeah we 
it took us a while to put MipTrack on the web. I, we, we did do that earlier. Um, I guess it was late last year that, that we finally launched it. Yeah. So being that the NFTs are so affordable, like you were saying, basically like the base marble that you could purchase is somewhere around $7. Uh, have you decided to maybe incorporate some type of betting aspect? Like I bet my marble versus your marble and then you compete against each other and it's like winner takes all and the NFT would get transferred over from some sort of like escrow into the winner's wallet. Yeah, so so we, we just launched our first two-player game, so Midbuster, which which is really, um, I think, you know, some of us who are old as, as we are, maybe, um, it, I think it was called, um, oh, now the name escapes me, a Mastermind, right? So I said, you know, one player sets a code in, in the form of a, of a pattern of marbles, and the other person has to guess what it is. So we have that uh, right now, and, and we set it up so people can play, um, you know, in a room, and you know, they can chat with each other and everything. And right now we said that you can play with, um, with for tickets if you choose to, you don't have to, but if you choose to, uh, and, and we're actually working so that the next thing is that you guys can, um, bet against each other's marbles. Um, it's, it's a, it's, um, it's a, it's a difficult, um, thing to work on because, uh, we really have we don't have a, a gambling license, right? And we, we run out of Canada. Like we are a you know a proper corporation run, you know, set in Canada. And there's there's many rules that you have to watch. Uh yes, you can still do it and hopefully you don't get caught, but obviously we don't want to be in that position. Um so you know, so 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 we we haven't gone down the path where we wanna make the transition into gambling, which would require probably getting either moving to another country, uh, you know, the organization. And so it gets complicated. Uh, so, so we really have to make sure that all the games have a skill component to it. And we have to be very careful how much gambling or, you know, is allowed uh, on, on the platform. So like our, our game Skydrop, which was the first game that we launched with because it was, um, you know, it was just fun, simple game to test, test with. Um, you know, we, we originally that game, um, you would actually play it with your marble. The marbles would go into the, you know, each of the buckets. And then, you know, eventually in the, whoever landed in these other buckets and the buckets following, they would get the marbles that were on those buckets. Um, but it was like flagged by the lawyers as no, that's if you can't do that, like they're going to shut you down. So we really had to pare it down so that. You know, it's really just, you know, you can still win marbles, but at the end of the day, you know, the, the person really has to win something uh, and you can't be betting for money and all this kind of stuff. So, you know, so it's, you know, it's, it's something that I, you know, I, I watch some of the other projects out there and, you know, depends where your jurisdictions are, or maybe you're small enough. That it's not a problem, but that's definitely something that we tread lightly on. If anybody has any questions for Jasper, feel free to raise your hands. I'll bring you up to the box. If you're in a box, raise your hand and uh, you can just go ask away. Oh, Sleepy Pirate. Yes. What's up? Yeah, Jasper. Uh, you know, I'm I am about to develop a game too. Um, I mean, which platform would be the best uh, for, I guess, if you know my concept uh, for me and also uh, another question: What inspired you most on your journey? 
So as far as platforms go, I mean, it, it really depends. I mean, we, we would have to really talk about what, what your goals are and that kind of stuff. Uh, obviously, you know, Polygon, it's, it's, it's the easiest and cheapest to kind of put your NFTs, you know, you know, Polygon like, you know, whether you're on Tezos or whatever, to me, they're all similar. It's just a question of what you want to code in and how, you know, how decentralized, you know, you, you really want to be. Um, you know, I, I think the, you know, most of the gaming functionality has to be on a server somewhere, right? It's, it's, you can't put all this stuff on chain right now. Um, you know, rollups will likely change some of that. We're, we're actually doing a bit of work, um, on rollups. We're, we'll help, we're helping. It's more from a development perspective as a testing and learning experience. We're working with, um, with the Cartesi, um, rollup. Uh, just to see, you know, what can you really do as far as putting gaming functionality on the blockchain uh, or or on a on a rollup? Uh, and I know that Immutable X is similar. So, um, you know, right now it's really putting it on on a Web two server, uh, and then it's really up to you who you want to reach, which really dictates which platform or which blockchain you want to go on. Uh, we we picked Polygon mostly because. Um, you know, the connection with Ethereum, because we started on Ethereum, Ethereum, we didn't have to learn anything new. You know, we could cut and paste our, our contracts essentially into Polygon. So it was a very easy transition. And, you know, having we had really good interactions, early interactions with the Polygon team. Uh, and even even now, uh, you know, if you know, we have a, you know, a, um, we have a chat group on Telegram, you know, anytime I ping them. I get responses from them right away, so they've been a pretty good team to work with. And to me, to me, that's very important uh, when deciding which uh, you know network you want to work with. Uh, so hopefully that answers your question on the platform. What? Yeah, it did. <laughs> cool. And then as far as what inspires me, um, I don't know. I I, I think. Uh, Again, this this space is something that I've, I've always been uh, passionate about. It, you know, not not necessarily just the gaming aspect of it, but it's more. Um, you know, I I am passionate about um, that we need to change something in this world, right? Like, um, especially the distribution of income. Like to me, blockchains are really about redistribution of income. Trying to find other pe- you know, a way for um, smaller groups of people, smaller companies, um, to, to be able to work, you know, earn and, and, and for society to stop being, you know, managed by, you know, the Amazons and the Facebooks and the world banks and of the world. Right. So, so that's what really drives me because, you know, and, and gaming is a way of starting that process. Uh, I see ourselves, move, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll be able to do much more with our gaming knowledge and build all kinds of applications. I mean, uh, you know, with my with my background, you know, I've I spent 16 years working in business. I've worked in all kinds of businesses from finance, pharmaceuticals, you know, uh, retail, you, you name it, um, you know, sports, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm quite familiar with very many industries and things that can be done. So to me, this is just a way of, you know, getting all that knowledge and experience and how can we drive, you know, this, this space forward. 
and and I don't like what I'm seeing, like because you know I'm, you're, you're already seeing this centralization of, you know, of the Web three. You know, I you know um, when Engine first came out, you know, and you know they they reached out to us, I, I think in 2019 when they first started about joining their ecosystem because they're they're big, you know, gaming uh, platform. But again, you know, you start looking at it, and it's like, well, but at the time you were you you were being forced to move everything under their contract, and it's like, well, but that's just centralizing, you know. And yes, would we have made more money by joining their ecosystem? Yes, a hundred percent. We probably would have made more money, but that's not what we that's not what we're about. I, I, this space can't be just centralized under the big game, the big names. We have to keep pushing to keep it so that everybody can actually benefit from it. So that's what drives me. Yeah, yeah, I got one more. Uh, and I'm sorry if I missed it, if you guys have talked about it, because I'm so sleepy. Uh, it's 5 a.m. here. Uh, so is that important to have a minting option on your website? So because I'm about to develop a you know, uh, website for my game, uh how important is the minting option uh i personally think it's you know i i like putting it or giving the user the option to mint when they want um you know and and it's just part of you know how we set up our our what our our whole site from the beginning we very early on decided that you know, we didn't want to do these large pre-minting uh, contracts because, a, you know, again, seeing all the, and I don't want to say crap, but uh, you know, seeing like all these thousands and thousands of NFTs being minted that really weren't going to go anywhere. To me, that was just noise on the network. So, you know, so we kind of talked about it and said, well, one way to make this more efficient is like, well, don't just mint a whole bunch of stuff that maybe nobody's going to buy. Just have it and. You know, you know, just in time minting kind of thing. Uh, if you want to take something from the business world, um, so we always set up our website that none of our stuff is pre-minted. Uh, it's always minted on the uh, you know when somebody buys it. Uh, you know, and then because we also give the option for people to buy off-chain, then having the ability for them to mint when they are ready becomes important. It, it really depends on your philosophy, what's easiest for you, and what you're trying to achieve. For us, it was very important, and I think it just makes things um, cleaner and a little bit more user friendly. You good, pirate? All right. Uh, my next question for you is: uh, um, I usually ask this to people that do game design. Uh, do you guys make all the music and sound effects in house, or do you go outside to get somebody else to do the? music and sound for your game because it's always like the one part of the game that i think really goes um where people kind of look over it and don't think of it too much but it's it's a huge part of the gaming experience yeah no i think that's probably an area where we could do a lot of improving um we just kind of you know we, we go and uh we we listen for songs that we think are cool uh, that you know that that we can down you know that you're allowed to download or you know you go to the sites that allow you to download music, um, and we just do the best that we can. That's you know and I get, 
again, to us, is an opportunity with all these artists and NFT artists. It would be really cool to be able to link that, to have, you know, the music on our game. So actually be from NFT artists, you know, and, and have a way to find that to be a collaboration. Uh, we, we have not done that yet, but it's definitely something that it's on the roadmap. Hey, Dave, welcome up here. Did you have a question for Jasper? Yeah, um, more of a when uh, <laughs> your question. Um, but no, I, um, I, I, love, I love what they're doing and I love how interactive it is and I've offered some sort of UX. And I just wonder, have you implemented any changes to the sort of UX UI journey, Jasper, since I, cause I've, I've literally been too busy to look over the last two, three weeks? Uh, oh, no, since we've talked, no, we haven't had a chance to, uh, we haven't been, um, we haven't done any big changes yet. And I know that, that you have some thoughts on that and I would love to hear it. Um, cause yes, I agree that trying to uh, improve the, you know, retaining people on the platform and how to make it more, uh, that people want to keep coming back is definitely something that we need to work on. Yeah, and it, it's you know it's, it wasn't uh, it wasn't definitely wasn't a slight when I raised it. I think what you're doing is absolutely awesome, and the work and the effort that you put in is fantastic. And I love how like engaged you are with the whole community to try and do something for the the Polygon community um, um, to support back as much as you are to benefit you off the back of it. So um, it's just more um, the questions are more like, what was your like real inspiration with marbles? Like, did you did you grow up with them? Were they important to you growing up, or is it like more of a link to like the collector's side of things for everyone in this area because I like I really like digging into those things. Yeah, no, we um, it, it was more of uh, as we were trying to brainstorm what would be something cool that would best fit this space. Uh, at the time, we were like marbles was perfect because it has the collector's side and it has a gaming side. Uh, so it really fit perfectly with what we were trying to do at the time. So I had to actually go back and do a ton of research, and I learned a whole bunch of stuff about marbles. And, and I actually, I have seen just, I think it was in 2019, or maybe, no, maybe it was earlier. Um, I did go to Italy, and I did watch how they actually hand make marbles, like the glass blowers and stuff, and that, I was really impressed by that. So that, I did have that still in the back of my mind. So that was also part of it. I, I, no, I love that. And basically anyone over the age of what, well, anyone that like grew up slightly analog. So what, before maybe two, anyone that was like under 10 before 2003, 2004, probably grew up playing with marbles. So, um, yeah, no, I think it's awesome. That's it, um, guys. That's all I, all, all I wanted to say. Thank you. Yeah, we, we would eventually like to have, um, you know, I, you know, one of the things that we'd like to see in the future, right, is that, Okay, so now you have this NFT marble. It would be really cool that then you could go somewhere and actually have somebody print you a version of the, of the marble or make your real one. And I actually contacted, um, oh, what's his, um, this guy, the guy that does the 3D printing, um, to say, hey, because I, I did contact some 3D printers because they're starting to do printing with glass, but the technology is not quite there yet. But I'm guessing in five years or so that you, we'd be able to do that. That would be awesome. Yeah, blow my mind. Done. Honest. Sorry, Dave. No, I was just saying that would be that would be awesome if you could get like your NFTs switched over into actual legit marbles that like your kids can play with. Or, I mean, 
some kind of like a big kid that I could play with. You know, I think that would be awesome. <laughs> we'll get so, there. We'll get there. So, um, a, a couple more questions before we wrap up because we've already been going for about an hour now. Um, I have to make a phone call uh, very shortly, but um, are you going to be a part of our Polygon Metaverse Summit on the 22nd with uh, Creative Owls? Are you going to be coming after that? A hundred percent. Yeah, we are We are in it, uh, and I'm very excited about it. Um, so, yeah, we're, we'll definitely will be there. Awesome. You know, because uh, we, we met in uh, spaces, uh, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago, and um, I always try to talk to all of the Polygon people, so I'm glad that you were able to come. What's up, Dave? You got another one? Yeah, oh god, yeah, no, Owls just showed me that. I've seen your artwork hanging, Jasper. One of the um advantages of uh you know, supporting the polygon community in the way I do, um, is that I've had a had a sneaky view. And I'm not allowed to share it, but I can't say anything, but damn it looks good. Um, you know <laughs> yeah, you're and you everyone's like prominent as well, like there's big pictures of everyone's artwork. So yeah, I'm I'm super excited for Saturday. Cool. Yeah, pirate. If I remember it correctly, we are next to each other's, right? We are, we're showcase. Yes, I think so. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> uh, my last uh, two questions for you. Um, are you a little bit concerned being on Polygon for when ETH 2.0 comes out? you think it's going to take away from your project? I guess it's not so difficult, right? Because you said you could just transfer code back over um, if that seems to be what would be necessary. Um, what I'm really getting at is, do, do, you, do you think once that is released, if it ever gets released, who, who even knows, um, if that's going to be a major concern for Polygon artists, or do you think we're going to be able to um, push forward enough where it's not going to affect the community? Um, no, uh, I'm, I'm not worried because um, I think Polygon will still exist regardless of what happens with um, with Ethereum. I, I think there's use cases uh, for the existing existence of both, uh, and especially when it comes to gaming. Like I really don't think that Ethereum is really going to be the place where gaming platforms will will thrive. Um, uh, for ourselves specifically, I'm not worried. I would, because we, we, we actually, we still have our function. So we didn't stop or, or close our contract. So we're still, we can still function. And, and we have a whole bunch of users who are on Ethereum and they can still, our contracts are still active. If they want to pay the hundreds of dollars in fees, uh, it, it'll still work. Uh, and, and the way we implemented is that um, we actually, um, so, so we have, so if you mint a marble, so say you mint marble 16 on Polygon, marble 16 cannot exist on Ethereum. Uh, so, so we've kept the ID so that, uh, you know, we have essentially a collection of marbles and where they exist is, is irrelevant and, and it's fluid in the platform. So we can function on both. Um, and, but, you know, but I, I do believe that Polygon will still be necessary and will still continue um, beyond Ether 2.0. And they will launch it. I have full confidence in the Ethereum community that they will get it done. I think I think I was talking in the uh, new girl on the blockchain space earlier today. 
Um, somebody asked a similar question, uh, you know, and will it be, will it have issues? Will it be bumping a hundred percent? Again, as someone who has run, who has implemented very large corporate projects, um, I have full appreciation of how difficult what they're trying to do is, how amazing what they have already accomplished is. Um, and, and they, they will get it done. Uh, it, it's just my, it may take a little while and I know people are, are, um, you know, sneer at them about it or whatever, but, um, a, I, I think it's in all of our benefits that it actually is successful. Uh, I think for Polygon's sake is actually, they need to be successful. Um, and, but I, I do believe that, that they will be. So. All right. And for somebody that is getting into NFTs and they decide that they want to have a gaming aspect um, mixed in with their NFT project, what would be one bit of advice that you could give them that might help them along the way? Uh, talk to somebody who does development. Give them your vision so that they can actually give you a sense of how easy or difficult it is, what you're trying to do like like actually spend a little bit of money on talk to talk to a developer uh, because um, things are always trickier than you think and again and especially as an artist you may not realize you know all the things that go in the background right it's not just a contract right there, there's a lot of things that go in the background there's a lot of things that are interconnected so Okay, and my last and final question for you before we wrap up: Where do you see crypto mibs six months from now? Well, I'm hoping that we'll be uh, working with. So, I'm, I'm hoping that we'll be more ingrained in the Polygon community. So, again, bringing up onboarding Polygon artists, Polygon, um, you know, projects that you know we can have, you know, cool marbles with them playing games with them and uh, and having them, you know, in our, in our reward store and our trading store. So kind of rebuilding all the stuff that, that we did um, that we had built on Ethereum. And uh, yeah, and then I'm hoping that we'll be getting started on this city um, where we can actually start, you know, some kind of fun NFT city uh, where we can all live and play together. Well, that's really awesome. I, I want to thank you, Jasper, for coming out and talking to our community and taking an hour out of your day to let us know what's going on with your project and um, what's going on with yourself. Uh, please give Jasper a follow um, here on Twitter. Also, the website's CryptoMibs.io. Go over here and buy yourself a marble. And, uh, let's go jump in the arcade together and start playing against each other. You, you heard Jasper, they're super cheap. You know, you could buy a four marble for about seven bucks. So if you don't have seven bucks laying around, then uh, get out of crypto. Don't come back. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. I'm so honored that you even asked to meet me to talk. So I'm very excited. And I, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what we can all build together. All right. Well, thank you very much, um, everybody. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we will be having a space open. Uh, let me see here. Let me look at my schedule before we wrap up. Tomorrow on Spaces at uh, 8 p.m., we have Pixel Reviver. He does um, he does like really cool kind of Japanese-based themed cartoon stuff. So if you like uh, 
you know, if you kind of dig some anime-ish type stuff, he has some really cool stuff. He's a, a good friend. Uh, I jump on his show once in a while, and uh, he's a really super nice guy. Um, so if you can make it out tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern time, once again, I want to thank you, Jasper. Um, the name of the project is CryptoMibs. And once again, CryptoMibs.io. Stop by, check it out. Send Jasper and the team a follow. And uh, looking forward to seeing you in the future. Sleepy Pirate, you have a quick question before I close? Yeah. Um, when Sleepy Pirate AMA? When, when, when? Also, thanks for all the answers, Jasper. We'll figure something out. I'll, I'll message you and we'll work out a day. But um, I got to wrap up, guys. I have to make a phone call. My brother called me for some reason, so I got to call him up. So Keep the room right. open. I'm going to play you out. Are you going to play us out? Okay. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Thanks a lot. Guys.